What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Personally, Brian and I have been looking forward to this one for quite a while, and uh, we're here. We're making it happen. Look at that tremendous view back there. Uh, but, you know, honestly, I want to say it's, it's an honor to have this individual on here, be able to learn, drop some value, and get at it. He's a worldwide coach, YouTube GP, penitentiary, life, 75 million-plus views, international best-selling author. He's a husband, and he's a father, and I want to state that because those things are important. Help us welcome... Wes Watson. What's up, brother? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, what's up, dog? It's good to be here. I know, man. It's uh, exciting, exciting, brother. How you been? Fucking life, man. I mean, hitting new levels of success and getting new level of, new levels of tests, man. The tests are real as you climb, and everybody, everybody says it. They're like, as you hit new levels, the tests come bigger and bigger, and it's like they're preparing you for that next step to be strong enough to take it. And, um, yeah, it's just been fucking, you know, entrepreneurship, life, being a fucking husband, a father, a man who serves a lot of people. It ain't easy, but that's what the fuck we're here for is because we're ready to take that on. You know, I hear you, brother. And, 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 and I'm sure we're going to go into, you know, a man with who's had many tests in their lives and, you know, continues to have certain tests. I would definitely love to go back into, you know, how did you get started to where you're at today? How did you get to where you're at today? Uh, and, my, and what was that my, journey like? my business started in a gangster ass way. I mean, I was in the penitentiary learning macros training and just whooping my ass because in the California prison system, your program is paramount. The way you operate each day is who the fuck you are. That's your only source of fucking validation. I mean, it's not like here on the street where you could be like, Hey, he has this house, this car or whatever, or, or look at his wife. You don't got shit, but how fucking hard you go every fucking day at being, at doing what we do in there, which is being a gangster ass motherfucker. And I, I started off just wanting to be, like I'm six foot, so I started off wanting to be 220 with 20 inch arms, doing 20, 20 pull-ups a set. That's like, was my goal when I entered the penitentiary and to get fully covered and like prison tax and shit. I just had this vision of the man I would listen to. I always tell people, acquire what you admire. And I tell people that your purpose on this planet is to create the man you admire in every way and give him to the world. So I was creating the motherfucker I would listen to. And the person I would listen to looks like me. So in the penitentiary, I was just getting jacked, like crushing workouts, studying every fucking book. And I started making people's macros and training programs while in prison. If you go on my Instagram page, scroll the fuck down. All the pictures are in black and white. I had a phone the whole time in the penitentiary and was posting on Instagram and you can't have phones in prison. I know Florida is swamped with phones in prison. I see motherfuckers all day posting fucking fight videos and all that shit. But in Cali, we got phones too. And they're illegal obviously, but you got to talk to fucking people. And it's a 90 day write up if you get caught with a phone. Wow. So you get 90 extra days. So we would risk it because we want to talk to people. We want to be connected. We don't want to be fucking isolated. We have like an hour a day, sometimes more to get up an Instagram post, and talk to your people, whatever. And I post on Instagram every day since 2015, every day since 2015, because I knew this was gonna be a beneficial platform. So even in the penitentiary, people were sending me green dot cards, which are prepaid. You go to 7-Eleven or a, a liquor store, you buy a prepaid card. You put money on that card, it has a like a phone number, like a, like a, you know, like a, a fucking, uh, you know, 10 digit phone number and you call your people, they put 500 bucks on the card and then they give you the number. 
Now that number is interchangeable in the prison system as money, that cold hard cash. Wow. So people would even send me green dot numbers to make their training and nutrition programs from what I posted on IG. So I was getting paid in prison to make people's training and nutrition programs from Instagram. It was, it was already ordained that I was going to come out and coach just like you using Instagram and doing people's training and nutrition. I started with training and nutrition first. Then I elevated to being a mindset coach for literally some of the most famous people on the planet, working on their discipline, their vices, getting them past their fucking, their, their negativity, getting them past their fucking alcohol, their addictions, getting them past their fucking inability to fucking work out and be healthy. Their comfort was killing them. A lot of these successful people. So I, I started a program originally doing training, nutrition for people using like Trainerize app and all that shit and a Zoom call. Then it elevated into elite mindset coaching for very high-end people. Now it's converted into me teaching people how to do what I did, which was build an online coaching business using the social media platforms. Love that. Love that. And now, it, because you're right now you're a rock star. You're on top of the world. You're killing it. A lot of people know your name. You're very well respected within the health and fitness space. Have you always been this disciplined, this strict when, before you went to prison and how has that continued after you left prison, you've been building your business? How do you yeah, keep so that I, We just, we just did a, a, a conference, me and Bedros Cooley, and we did a conference in uh, Costa Mesa, California. It was called the High Performance Summit. Sold out venue, sold out mastermind after, made millions off it. But um, the thing was, is we, we've shifted so many people's mindsets at that event. But what the announcer did at that event is he came out and he said one thing. He said, you guys think Mr. Watson made this miraculous transformation in prison? He didn't. He's always been a high performer. He was a high performing criminal. Now he just shifted his focus from negative to positive. Now he's a high performing motherfucker in the fitness mindset and in entrepreneurial space. He's just always been a high level person. So I've always been committed as fuck. Like if it was, when I was a kid, I was committed to being Scarface or fucking one of these big ass, big fucking drug dealer motherfuckers. I had the Range Rovers, I had the fucking, the, the condos, the houses before I went to prison. So I was a millionaire before I went to prison at 25. I, I was like a millionaire at 18. By 25, I was crushing it and I got 10 years. So they sentenced me to 10 years at 25 for a, assault with a deadly weapon and a robbery. And then they stacked enhancements on me. They gave me the burglary with a, a serious body, or burglary with serious bodily injury, a strike. And then they gave me the, the battery with a GBI, which is a strike. Then they gave me the fucking, that doubled up the same charges. Robbery with an inhabited dwelling with a firearm and a deadly weapon um, with a commission of uh, uh, violence during the shit. They just stack the fucking charges. They do this shit. They do this shit crazy in, the, in Cali where they just fucking, they just light you up, dude. This is like the charge. Like, that shouldn't have been that many fucking charges. Yeah. Bro. Like, if you look at it, it's just like, First free robbery, concert, inhabited dwelling. Uh, personally inflicted GBI, serious felony. Next one, first free burglary. Another person present during the accomplished, during the fucking commission of the offense. Third one, assault, GBI. And then fourth one, battery, serious body. Those are the same fucking charges. So they just stacked up, like, literally got convicted for 28 fucking years. So I ended up on the worst yards in California. And then into my sentence, I got time off on the appeal because the DA in my in my sentence killed herself. The person who prosecuted me on 11-11-11, she blew her brains out. I mean, rest in peace. I don't want nobody to go out that way. 
But once that happened, a lot of their cases got um, got reduced. And they, they're like, hey, you can sign for 10 or you can fucking um, take it back to court, get life. Like, it was a, a serious enough case. Because when they it's an inhabited dwelling, it's like a home invasion. It's a home invasion with a firearm and an assault with deadly weapon. You're getting a life sentence for that shit. And so they, they reduced it down to that shit. I signed it. I said, oh, you give me 10? I was already three years in. And I just fucking, I signed that shit. I was like three, almost four years in. So I signed that shit. And then I knew, I said, I have a chance at life again. And I had already been training crazy and being like a motherfucker on the yard. I'm fully covered in prison, uh, gang, prison ganging from like the people I fuck with in prison. And I, I run shit in prison. Like motherfuckers don't have phones and have these tattoos. You have to earn this shit. Like if you have your hood blasted on you and like the, the car you roll with to the prison, like you had to put in work for your people to get that shit. So everything I am is validation. I've been through it. Came out on top. Now I just live a massively positive life. You know, my only fucking vice you could say I have is drinking too much motherfucking coffee. And I still drink that fucking Folgers from the yard. That instant <laughs> shit, bro. I drink, I drink that same thing all the time, brother. All bro, the, the time. Folgers instant is that, that shit lights you up. You go to hit some arms, you're just like, drink a cup of that, have a fucking, some fucking shaved up bod. Just fucking love it. Hell yeah, bro. No cream, no sugar, no nothing. Straight up black. I just struck him, just huge ass spoonful, just sipping. I, I had like a, a nootropic uh, mindset product right before this. And then I made my coffee super dark. I'm going to be going. You know? They get blasting on the sweated out podcast. Oh, I said, dude, sweat <laughs> it out, man. We, dude, we love it, bro. We love this fucking fitness life. We love this positive mindset. We love operating at a high frequency. I tell people your frequency is what you frequently see. And that means that when you're at a low frequency, you could be in this penthouse. You could be here and not see any of it. And when you're at a high frequency, you could be in the penitentiary and love your fucking life, love your soul, love your being. I'm trying to teach people that the way you view the world, like literally the world is not as it is. The world is as you are. And if you cultivate an optimal internal state with the rights, the right thoughts, actions, and energy, then you'll be able to view your life completely different. Like I change people's perception. I alter their lens very quickly with my program. So in being in prison, where, where was that moment of like that snap of like, this is where I want to head. Oh, it was bad. Like I, I was already like, I was going in and out. So I, you, you read in prison a lot, you work out a lot and um, you already do that, but I wasn't fully in like, but once I got fully in, it was like, it was like 2014 where I was just, I didn't like, I didn't miss the wake up or the workout or any of that shit, but I was half ass on the diet still like most people. Cause I had every excuse and prisoners like, how the fuck am I going to eat healthy and hit my macros? I got to get chow hall food. And then you start hustling a bit in there to stack up fucking, uh, you know, protein powders at some joint amino acids at some joints. And I just really like buckled down after my last relapse, my last relapse in prison, I just, um, I took a sip of some uh, prison wine, some Pruno. Like they made some good shit. This full Mongo from Maravilla, this gang in LA. He's like a Southside homie. And he made some good shit. And I sipped it there. Everyone was watching football. And I sipped it. I'm like, oh shit, that, that tastes good. But you know, like I'm feeling calm. Like, you know, I'm an addict, I'm an alcoholic. And like, what I want to tell you addicts and alcoholics is you motherfuckers are the most committed when you turn from the darkness 
to the light. When you come and you really turn that commitment, a fucking alcoholic will ride his bike in the snow with no jacket on to get a little bottle. These motherfuckers are committed. You see them. But um, the thing is, is like, I flipped that negative mindset and that, that desire for to escape. And I just use proper tools. Now I escape through a workout. I always tell people the measure of who you are as a man is where you run during tough times. Do you run to what breaks you down, the drugs, the alcohol, and the vices, or do you run to what builds you up, the workout, your work, reading, reflecting, growing? Where do you run in, in times of adversity is how you define yourself as a fucking man. But about a couple years in, I started about 2014, I really started tracking my macros. I still have the ledgers. Like these are all macros like from prison of me writing down every meal, every gram, everything. And that's why my transformations, if you go on my Instagram, are so crazy because I know how to fucking, I know how to make the perfect diets for everybody real quick. And I get people chopped. I mean, I've, I've researched and done every type of reverse diet, fucking cutting phase, everything. And I did it for 10 years straight with lesser foods than we have out here. I was, I was using, about to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was using penitentiary foods. I'd pay motherfuckers off. Like I give people soups, like top ramen. You know, you give this, you eat the soups and, and shit. So I give people soups and I tell them, bring me back their meat. I have like five motherfuckers bringing back their meat from the chow hall. So I made sure I was hitting my protein. Then carbs are abundant. So then you just have to hit your carbs and try to keep your fat low by having a uh, lean protein sources. But I mean, in, in the penitentiary is obviously difficult, but that's the measure of a man too. Whatever difficulty he faces, if he'll still be able to move around it, if he'll still be able to navigate around it. And the thing is, is most people just give up when it gets difficult. I just would find a way around everything. Same thing as every entrepreneur has to do. Now, Wes, let me ask you a question here. When you were in the penitentiary, how many individuals like yourself that experienced what you experienced, you know, you're, you've come from already from a high-performance mindset. How many individuals did you see in the penitentiary that had the potential to become a high performer once they got out and they just, they just didn't click or figure it out? I really think everybody has the potential because that, that's why my content's the way I am. Like I scream at people and I yell at it because I know I can see your 10.0 self. I can see everybody's 10.0 self. And I know exactly how to get them there. Everything they have to think, do, and fucking the energy they have to fucking operate from. Exact down to the fucking gram, the wake up time, the thoughts they have to have in their head to pull off everything they have to pull off. But in the pen, like it was just, just like out here. People, they're half-assed. They're weekend warriors. They'll go for a few weeks and then they'll quit. The one thing I showcase, and I've showcased since the day I stepped out of prison, is I have not missed one Instagram post. I have not missed one YouTube upload. I have not missed one workout. I haven't even missed a fucking meal. And like most people are like, that's not realistic. I ain't realistic. I'm not realistic. And I don't want to be realistic. My cars aren't realistic. My physique's not realistic. My wife ain't even realistic. I mean, I don't, we don't like realistic. Like we, we like next fucking level shit. Like we really, like I drive, my daily drivers are Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis. Like it's it. I don't have like, oh, that's my daily, like an S class. No, nah, my dailies are race, Cullinan, fucking Urus and Huracan, you know, like, I'm not realistic, and I don't want people to be realistic. Everybody out there watching this, quit being so fucking realistic. And what do you think is holding them back so much from this potential? Them, they're, 
this society that like the indoctrined beliefs of society they're like do, do i have to like uh set up a business account you have to fucking provide a service and collect a profit motherfucker and then fill in the blanks uh, do i do, do i have to have a degree motherfucker you have to have results like how fucking unrealistic am i this is me hey uh i was just in prison for 10 years for uh, robbery, uh, home invasion type robbery, fucking, it was really a drug deal gone bad. All these things. I'm your life coach. That's me. The guy who was in prison, the violent ass motherfucker. I'm your life coach. That's how unrealistic I am. These fucking people out here are so pussy and so realistic. They're like, do I have to get like a degree to be like a psychology degree to be a life coach? No, you have to make sense, motherfucker. Dude, the videos I've been dropping on my Instagram lately, like, they're articulated so well on topics, mm-hmm. on topics that like are so hard for people to even like comprehend or follow through with that it's because that's my heart, bro. Like, I, dude, Anthony, I was dying in the penitentiary, just like trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to get past this, this pain in my chest. And like, it came down to like knowing that I need to release what I wanted to possess. It, it came down to the fact that I had to have a significant program to, to alleviate all the stuff that's coming as a human. Like people always ask me, Wes, why 245? Why do you get up at 245? Wes, why do you work out at 4 a.m.? It's the same gym at 4 a.m. as 4 p.m. Wes, why, why do you eat so little and stay ripped year round? Don't you wanna? I'm like, bro, they're like, what do you get from this program? What do you get from it? And I tell them something very simple. It's what I get rid of. For my program, I get rid of all limiting beliefs, all fucking low confident bitch shit. I get rid of all negative fucking narratives that I'm creating. I get rid of all scarcity. I get rid of all desire for any fucking substances that would destroy my life. I get rid of all the shit that people let fester in them. You motherfuckers like wake up late, like, and they think that they're not negative. I can read their self-talk. They're bashing themselves. If you ain't like at your highest fucking level, if you ain't a fucking millionaire, jacked, crushing in life, living your purpose, fucking being a servant to others and really wanting to do it and loving it, you are not satisfied with your shit. You're just fucking lying to everybody. Yeah, and you're just moving through the day. That's it. Moving through the day, not even knowing who you truly are. It's so true, man. It's it's so crazy. And look, we've again, we've all been there. But it's it's so crazy that it's, again, I agree. Everybody has the potential to escape that and be the high performer that they should be and that they can be. Now, when you are working with coaches, when when you're as a coach working with individuals, what is that approach that you take with them? Um, when you get somebody like this who has all these layers upon layers upon layers, how do you approach that when you first uh, start working with them? I, I, I just know like life's everything's a mirror. It's not a window. So whatever worked for me, I'm doing for you. I don't give a fuck. Like if I didn't use my tactics, my self-talk, everything I did to build me on you, then I'm just basically saying you're a bitch and you're inferior. And I'm not going to say you're inferior to me. I'm going to say you're my equal motherfucker. You're going to do what the fuck I do. And I'm going to make you strong as fuck. The ones that step up, they're these crazy transformations that murder very quick. And the ones that can't hack it, they run off with their tail between their legs. And I kick the fucking door on the way out. But I always keep the door open. But the whole thing is, is that if someone really has a physical hindrance, I adjust their program to fit them. But their diet's going to be strict. So we're going to get the fat off. 
and then we're going to be able to raise their physical act, their physical capacity when they get when they drop weight. People think they need to just build muscle. Most people are just so fat that's why they can't do pull-ups. The second you get to a healthy body weight, you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Like I'm crushing. I just hit twenty. It's like yeah, you were just fat as fuck. Even when I lose like ten pounds, even when I lose like ten pounds from like being two, I'm like two forty-five normally. Even when I go down like 235, my pull-ups like double. And when I get down like 227, they like triple. And people just don't really get that. They're like, nobody's really taking it that seriously. And I, I take my clients to the fucking level. And what it does is it tests them. It builds the discipline in them. It builds the confidence in them. It tests them to their core and it strengthens them. And what I do is I inflict adversity on them greatly with my program and then i make them magnify their self-talk so like a bitch would be like oh that diet's rough i'm hangry i'm being hangry with my people good control it motherfucker like what do you mean like that's expose your weakness more and then control it do you think our like society, if you, it, i'm sorry do, do you think our society is getting soft because of that talk of hey we have to be uh so, like talking about our weaknesses and people are really just I, f- I feel our society's getting kind of a little bit soft especially with the guys out there that they there's all like you said you brought up some great points like or oh, i need to have a bachelor's degree to make money no you need to provide a product and do a service to make that money do you feel that we're entering into like a weird trend here and this is like more of like oh, look yeah, at all the bullshit being <laughs> pushed down to people's throats yeah they're just everybody's just too comfortable it's never been more comfortable than this and i come from a place that's like prison's almost fucking comfortable. Like I was in the shoe doing a 14 month shoe term. I an in-house stabbing that I got a 14 month shoe term for. So that they almost gave me a fucking life sentence for that shit. I don't just fucking talk my shit. Wow. Like I got fucking paperwork on all my shit. But uh I ended up getting a shoe term, a 14 month shoe. Is an A1, is an A1 write-up, which is attempted murder, murder, or, um, yeah, just attempted murder, murder, or with a weapon, uh, fucking, uh, um, assault battery and weapon. Oh, wow. This is like... It's an A1 offense, which is the highest 115 you can get. And this talks about me getting sent to the fucking, uh, to the shoot. So for 14 months. And even in there, I was crushing burpees, doing my same program, getting up early, doing my workouts. And I felt fine. Like you guys can overcome any negativity that's happening in your life by fucking murdering workout. Okay, look. There's an A1, division A1, 115 write up, battery on inmate with serious bodily injury, use of force. That means he had to spray me with this shit because I was fucking murking this dude. And I was just, I've always been violent as fuck. But like, the thing is, is now, like I've learned this stuff to do that. And I tell people you build strength through restraint. So if you like want to watch porn 20 times a day, that's a gift of strength if you say no to it. If you want to eat fucking cupcakes 20 times a day, that's a gift of strength if you restrain that desire. If you want to fucking smash people's heads in all day, that's a gift of restraint. That's a gift of strength if you restrain that desire. So all these desires that we're having that are negative, if we restrain them, it's actually the 
the antithesis, like that's the that's the strength we would gain. That's the choosing the darkness between the light. So everybody's like, how do I get rid of my desire to drink? You don't, bitch. It hits you 10 times a day and you say no. And when you say no 10 times, you're vibing 10 times higher. But the whole thing was, is I was in the shoe, massacring these burpees, massacring my same program you see on Instagram for the whole fucking time. I don't miss because I know that's my strength. I'm building myself with my thoughts, my actions, my self-talk and my actions during times of adversity is my strength and my weaknesses. Like when something bad happens, how do you talk to yourself? How do you act? That will break you. I make myself when the adversity comes. So you don't have to go to prison. You, you can self-inflict adversity on a program like mine, have strong, positive self-talk, and you can build yourself fucking beyond belief. Like people don't get that. They just talk to themselves like bitches and they, they have actions of fucking pussy ass men. But even in the shoe, I was sending love to people who had a harder life than me. And I'm, I'm like in the worst place. I'm in isolation by myself. And I'm sending love from my heart to like homeless people who didn't have three meals, people who had like worse off like health problems. And I'm like, I'm gifting them my strength and my love from my heart to theirs. And this is how I'm speaking to people while I'm in isolation. So I began to understand the collective whole and the collective consciousness that, that actually goes through uh, the social platforms. People don't get that shit. They think they're just posting and shit. You're touching people all around the world. And if you really harness that energy, that energy exchange is, is the most formal way of communication known to man. Like that's real fucking connection. But And you know what's crazy about true. that? That uh, and I don't yeah. mean to interrupt, but it was I wanted to bring no, I, I wanted, talk too much. You I, wanted to I, I wanted yeah. to bring this up because it, it's because of the energy where you're saying like I guarantee you that you just started posting. There was no course you took. There was no this. There was no that. You just started fucking posting, putting your energy out there, and people started connecting with it or relating with it or feeling off of it, feeding off of it. And that's yeah, it. And that's it because I think too many people try to see like I gotta figure this, I gotta do this. And look, I'm not saying that there's no well, there's, there's tools to help, but just fucking start. Put that energy out there. It, this is their problem. They're base they're basing everything conditionally off results. Like, hey, if I'm gonna put my time in this, it has to be worth it. Motherfucker, it is worth it to help people. What the fuck? I won't miss a video because I know some dude is sitting there, he just went through a breakup. He's got a bottle out and a nine millimeter out. He's about to blast his head off because he misses his lady and they're about to, they're going through a divorce. And I put out a video like, no motherfucker, you ain't breaking. We ain't breaking. We've been through worse. And he's like, I buy him an hour or two hours. And then he's ready to fucking face his day. I, that's me, bro. Like when I was in prison, those quotes in those books and my pushups, they would get me past those imaginary evils. Like, fuck, like, why don't my people love me? Like, where are they? I didn't see a family member the whole time I was in prison. 10 fucking years, not one time. And yeah, 10 fucking years, not one time. Motherfucking bitches out here would get 10 days. Mom, oh, you coming down here? Like, I had to ride that shit by myself, you know? It's like, it, it just, people always say that shit. Like, they threw me to the wolves. I came back pack leader. I did, bitch. I did. And like they, they write, they write books about people like me. Guess what? I wrote a book about someone like, like me and I want people to write their book. I want people to know that their authenticity is their superpower. I don't want them to like, 
like watch what I'm doing and be like, Hey, let me just do it like that. Motherfucker, do your story. Like your story's powerful. You only know your fucking story. And that's how I blew up as I went and told my prison story on YouTube and people were like, man, I need that. They're like, what? I need that, that mindset of being able to fight through the unimaginable because these pussies out here are getting crushed by the bitches shit. Like they think not having everything they want is like adversity. Motherfucker, that's not adversity. You're just a bitch. You don't have everything you want. And that's a hundred percent facts, man, because a lot of people get caught up. Getting not having a Lambo is adversity. They're like, I'm 27. I've been putting my heart in this and I don't even have a hurricane yet. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Bro. And it's true. And it's a hundred percent true. A lot of these guys that they, they get into these, uh, they get into their head too much about success. They start comparing themselves to their homeboys who are living a lie as well. And that's the problem with social media. There's too many phony people out there that are not authentic. They talk a lot of shit and they're not even backing it up and doing it. So I admire your content because I, I, was, I saw your stuff back in like 2017, 2018 when you were posting on YouTube. And um, wow. it, it, yeah, man, that, those are throwback videos. Those were great. Um, That's the thing. I never missed since then. And I didn't miss for one reason. This is why I didn't miss. And this is what you motherfuckers who want to be good online need to know. I didn't miss because I needed to build trust with everybody who follows me. And I'll never miss because they have my trust. I'll fucking be there. On their worst day, I'll be there. On their best day, I'll be there because of one reason. I needed to create the man that I always needed. All these bitch-ass motherfuckers, they talk and they talk and they talk and they don't show up when you need them. I needed to be that man that I needed, the man that showed up no matter fucking what. Like, there's no fucking way he's not going to be here. Nobody would bet against me. Like, they, is Wes going to show up? Fuck, God himself don't bet against me. We fucking, I sit at the table with that motherfucker every morning. And he's like, hey, is Wes going to get up today at 2.45? Don't bet against that motherfucker. Don't bet against that motherfucker. Like, that. that's why I ask people. Like, when you tell your people, like, hey, I'm going to really kill it this year. What do you think they're thinking? Are they like, this bullshit motherfucker is just blowing hot air again? Or do you think they're thinking... He will do it. If I told my wife I'm going to have a jet in two years, she's like, you will. Like, <laughs> fuck. You're like, what else? Like, like when you tell your wife something or your kids something, are they like, fuck yeah, he's going to do it? Or are they like, god damn, shut the fuck up with your pipe dreams, fool. Some guy came to me in the gym the other day. Okay, I got this new thing. I said, shut up, dog. Shut up. And he's like, what? I'm like, you always have a new thing. Like, show me the account, fool. Show me the fucking account. And he's just like, I'm like, let me see when you're making money off it. And, and they just, they don't do it. That's why I do this for. And that, that's why you see businesses tearing down, marriages tearing down, relationships with kids tearing down because people just don't show up and actually focus. They don't show up. They don't put their fucking work. It's true. I always, I always do this to people. It's like my favorite thing. And they get mad. Everyone get mad about this. Like, they'll be like, what the fuck you show that for? They like, chase app, face ID, it's opening. Oh shit, million bucks in the savings account. They're like, why do you have 500 in that checking? I don't use my personal checking. I use my business checking. And I think I just got 500 in there, a thousand. But like, I keep a million bucks just in my savings account just to show people that a million bucks ain't shit. And I'm gonna still show up tomorrow no matter what. I made a million bucks in the last 10 days, you know, like literally. But I just don't understand why people don't get that. The man who takes more pride in the steps it takes to attain that result, then that result, he can't be stopped. And you ain't ready for that million bucks if 
You want the million bucks. I want to prove that I'm unstoppable. I want to prove that I'm the best at what I fucking do. I want to prove that you can be the best if you listen to me. I want to prove that we can fucking do this shit, but we just have to get up and fucking do it. And we have to do it right. We have to put our soul into it. We have to care. And the thing is, is everybody wants that. They want that quick fucking route, bro. And I, I tell them, dude, your chapter one ain't my chapter 15, motherfucker. I may have got you a six pack and got you ripped in a year, but realize I'm 15 years into this mindset training. You ain't going to be able to make the video I make. You're going to be stuttering, stammering, and fucking not making sense, motherfucker. You haven't, you haven't built your belief system yet. And I, so these are the things I work with yeah. with my guys too, is finding their voice, finding their belief system, their core beliefs around their business and their coaching program. That's one of the things that most people hire me for is to really structure that, that vision, that belief, and that voice behind their brand. I love that. And, and and here's the thing. It's okay to fuck up when you're doing your videos. It's okay to stutter. It's okay to make mistakes. It's a fucking Please okay. Please do it. We like, love that. Please be a fucking human. <laughs> and I think everybody gets too caught up on being perfect. And, and that's where the authenticity comes out. Because people don't care if you're being honest, bro. You're being like straight I, up. My whole computer's covered in spit. In my phone, in my desk. Like I, When I make my videos, I'm spitting everywhere. Most people are like, oh, I have to retake it. I was spitting. It's like, dude, they're like, that's on a dude, shut the fuck up. That's human. I'm fucking pumped, motherfucker. Shit. Like, I just I want people to realize that like if they if, if they're sitting there second guessing their video that's gonna save someone's life, they have a huge fucking ego. Like you're putting out a video that about weight loss that's gonna save a fat person's life. You're putting out a video about addiction that's gonna save an addict's life. And you're all worried about how you look and sound, you piece of shit. Like, how big is your fucking ego? Get over yourself. Dude, it's crazy. I remember there was one time, and this goes back to what we were talking about, like, how that content can save somebody's life. Like, I remember what I was doing when I was hitting the, actually, as a fitness coach, and I was doing all these uh, big, like, videos. And I remember that I had them, I still do them, my Savage Monday videos. And when I transitioned from the fitness side to the business side, I had stopped doing the Savage Monday videos, I think, for, like, I want to say like a month or something like that. And I'll never forget that I got a message from this guy. It was in the UK. It was like literally paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs on DMs. He's like, look, he's like, I want to ask you, you know, what's the reason why you stopped the Savage Mondays? You know, um, I got to say it really changed my life. And it was basically summing up how every day he would wake up and he's like, I would almost think about taking my life and I would sit there, watch your Savage Monday videos and your Savage Monday videos would keep me going because of how much energy, how you would get up. He's like, I started working out. I started doing this out. And when he goes, whenever I felt down, I would go back to your Savage Monday videos and it would literally set me up for the entire week. And the reason why I'm saying this is not because I feel like I need need that anymore to save me, but because I got to such a good place that I don't want you to stop doing this because there might be somebody else like me who needs those Savage Monday videos. And I literally, my content director, she's here. I literally told her, I was like, hey, we're going to bring the Savage Monday videos back. Like, no lie, we're not stopping this shit anymore. Like, we're bringing this fucking shit back. Those were the things that saved me. Everything that I'm teaching on my videos and my Instagram and my YouTube and everything I put out that are these teachings are what got me from being in that hole. Like the door would slam, bro. And we wouldn't come out for a year. Like in California prison, there's such harsh racial politics that white dudes, uh, Southern Mexicans, Serranos and Pisces can't leave their cell during a racial lockdown because our race 
won't let you leave your cell with shower shoes on. You have to wear shoes. And the cops know that, and they don't want to shower you because it takes them a long time to shower individual cells. So they tell you you have to wear your normal shoes or your that you have to wear your shower shoes out. You can't wear your normal shoes, so our race won't shower. So that's how they get out of showering us. So we won't leave the cell for a year, like not even step out of a, a five by nine cell for a year hmm. or more. Wow. And to not go crazy during that time, you have to cultivate such a beautiful internal state, such a fucking peaceful environment through your workouts, through positive quotes, positive affirmations, and being able to negate any negativity that enters you. And this is done at such a high level, given that environment and that you have 10 years ahead of you and you have this past behind you that it, you're able to master yourself and exercise fucking karmic debt and get rid of a lot of things inside you that people on the street couldn't do. So it's only right that someone coming from a different world like I came from could solve the problems of this world. And that's beautiful, man. I love that. Dude, that, that. I, it's my soul, bro. Like I would rather die than not make any of these videos. I'd rather die than not get these posts out. People are like it's Instagram. I'm like, you superficial bitch. I'm like, was that book that I had that had the, the last three chapters ripped off because the cop was a prick and didn't want me to read the la end of the book. They do that shit. They'll hand you a book and they'll rip the end off the motherfucker and hand it to you so you don't have the ending of it. That just fucking torture you. Just torture you. Like you read three quarters of your, how does it end? And then you don't even have the ending. But uh, it's pretty funny now, but then it wasn't. But like, do you think that book was just a book to me? That book got me through. Like, I, there's a reason I kept my macro pages that I was, that I just showed you guys. Cause those mean a lot to me. Like I used to handwrite quote books, 500 fucking page quote books. I would just pull the quote book out and have a pen and paper and just write super small, like kite lettering, like prison kites, like messages. I would write so small the quotes that I liked. I still have those pages and I have to have them with me when I shoot my YouTube videos. It's like the butterfly effect for me. Like I touch these pages and it fucking does something to me that people couldn't even imagine. If you're not attaching power to your life, to all the seemingly insignificant experiences and events and monotonous tasks, if you're not attaching power to your life, like I'm talking about, about these pages I wrote, you are not understanding humans' capacity and the potential that we have. Like literally, my cup of coffee, because it is Folgers and I drank Folgers in prison so much, it gives me like endless strength because I just remember the hard times and how, how far I've come and how beautiful the world is and how painful those tears were and how much it fucking just pained me to, to one day get out. And it, I just, I put so much emotion and power into life. That's what everybody's missing. They're missing that emotional motivation. They're operating from superficial motivation, which has nothing compared to that thought of like, I'm going to do everything for my little boy. I'm going to do everything to make their lives better. I don't even, I don't even care if anyone hurts me. I ain't hurt nobody anymore. Like all that shit, bro, that people can't fathom being is what I must be. Cause I, when you're in true alignment with the above, you're being ordained. You're being created as a vessel for change down here. And I know that's the exact place I'm in. Amen. And that's so beautiful because a lot of people focus too much on the superficial and they don't focus on the inner spiritualness that they need to be uh, attracting more into their lives and knowing what their why is. And that's beautiful, to be honest with you. 
And that, that's where they get fucked up is they see like my cars or my nice stuff. They're like, oh, I thought it was all this. Motherfucker, detachment is what you're talking about, stupid. And detachment means not letting anything own you. It doesn't mean not owning anything. You're gonna own stuff. You can't let it own you. So you dumb motherfuckers who think a person can't have Lambos and be spiritual, you're so foolish. Like detachment means not letting anything own you. None of my stuff owns me. And I've proven that by coming from the penitentiary with a solid program based on mind, body, and soul connection. And I haven't broken once, even though I went from $200 leaving the gate to millions and millions today. And I haven't broken because I validate myself with my mind, body, soul process, not my possessions. It, it's am- it's amazing too because of the psychological way that, that you've trained yourself even though you have all these these luxuries you have all the success you're killing it you stick to the basic things drinking from the Folgers cup mm-hmm. that's all they need why, why do they make it so complicated when I show people okay I did a, a podcast the other day with one of the top like by far the top YouTubers and, uh, and people and, and he was like didn't have a digital product he didn't have like a, a training nutrition program that was like a coaching service he didn't have anything like that, but he has like a supplement line. And I, and like, he's like, that's how simple yours is. I'm like, yeah, I do everything very simple. And he's like, can you get results like that? I'm like, yeah, it's simple. Like it's all, rem- we all know, we just need someone to really open up our heart and have us be able to hear our conscience again. Everybody can't, nobody can really hear their conscience because they're just operating from these low frequency emotions of desire and fear and guilt and shame. And these low frequency emotions won't let you tap in to the, the hierarchy of emotions. I always show people this. I want you guys to check it out on your free time and anybody watching the okay. show. This is like a low, there's like a emotion, like a, a frequency chart. It's like the Hertz scale. And this is like, you can look it up, just type in low frequency emotions. And the bottom is 20, it's shame. So if you drank last night and you feel shameful, you did something shameful, you're gonna be operating at the bottom of this frequency, the lowest frequency possible, like feeling like you're dying. The top is enlightenment. So shame is a 20, fear is a hundred, anger is 150, acceptance is 350, love is 500, enlightenment is 700. So it's so easy to see that if you're in a state of guilt or shame, you can just accept what happened and it's be already being at 350 from acceptance and not bashing yourself. Then you can go into an act of self-love, a fucking workout. And then you crush that workout hard enough with enough gratitude in your heart, no negative self-talk. Then you can be at a stage of enlightenment where you're just getting the chills, sitting here talking with some guys about growth on a channel. That's how, that's where I'm at, bro. I have the chills all day long because I'm, I'm there. Only because my thoughts, actions, and energy are aligned with the man I must be. This moment. I don't care who you were the last moment. Remember, I was the killer. I was the savage motherfucker. You guys didn't do any of that. Like, it's just this moment. If you can align your thoughts, actions, and energy, you'll feel and move forward so fucking quick. Man, spot on. Spot on, Crazy, crazy. And, And here's the thing. Like, you're now pouring this onto your family and your little one especially. Which I, I, I probably could say, like, you're probably already seeing a lot of, like, attributes and probably a lot of things already out of him just from you and, and your wife being an example. 
That's my guy, man. It's, it hasn't been, it hasn't been easy though. My wife, um, when I met her, she struggled with the drugs, not or she struggled with alcohol, not drugs, but she struggled with alcohol and you know, they're, we've been together almost three years and there's been back steps. And like, just like me, I relapsed after five years of being clean in prison. So the back steps are painful, but that's part of being a coach. Like you, you have to, you have to let your clients, your family members, your people, and anyone be safe to fail because failing is a prerequisite for success. If they're not safe to fail around you, you can't be their coach. So if they're safe to fail, and when they do fail, you're still there. You're like, I got you. I'm here. And you don't have weird ass energy. You don't punish them. They're being punished by their conscience. You don't need to punish them. You don't punish them. You let them exercise it in themselves, hear the truth from their heart, and just show them they're loved and they're okay, they're safe. Then they'll trust you to take them to the next stages. But what people do is people fail and they just they just vilify them and they punish them and they don't. And then in the next quote, like tomorrow on their page, they're like, uh, failures are prerequisite. They're like, failure is needed for success or some shit. Like, fail faster, you know? Like, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why is everyone missing all these connections, you know? And when you were starting your business, how many different failures and obstacles did you face to, to get to where you're at? Oh, dude, at the start, it was, I was so stupid. My first program I sold, it was $250. You could buy one month. And I didn't even offer like bigger plans, an elite program, nothing. And so I still did 15,000 that month on $250 one month. Wow. Imagine if I was offering the year at 2000, I would have 10 X, you know? So now I do like 299 a month, um, seven fifty for three months, 1299 for six months and 2000 for a year on my mid-level program. My top tier program is, um, a, 3,000 for one month, 7,500 for three months, and then an oh so on for the year. I have a, a, a membership group that has 12,000 people in it at $47 a month, 12,300. That one does 600,000 a month alone. <laughs> That's amazing, brother. Yeah, but, so, but the thing is, it's like my mid-level program, I'm getting people ripped, teaching them macros, training them, to like really love this lifestyle. They'll be in that program for like three months, six months, a year. And then they're like, Hey, I want to be a coach now. This gave me like purpose. I was about to ask And then that. it's an ascension, bro. <laughs> it's ascension. And then they want to work with you and teaching them how to be able to coach too. I'm sure. Then they came in fat, drunk, no purpose. You got them ripped. And now they're a coach making millions. I've brought people from a, tr I've brought a few guys, firefighter, truckers, all these dudes who had no real future, had kids. They were barely skimming by working too hard and they were out of shape, drinking all this shit, got them sober, got them ripped. And then they said, Hey, teach me how to do what you do. Now they're millionaires. And here's the thing. You're changing their life and now they're going ahead and changing other people's lives. Oh man. It's a ripple effect. <laughs> Ultimate life changer. And that's the beautiful thing about money. A lot of people get caught up and they think money's a root of all evil. No, money is energy. And that's strictly what it is. If you treat the money as energy, you're going to get it back. In reality, though, you're right, you're right. But the lack of money is the root of all evil. When you don't yes. have money, you'll do anything to get money. But when you have money, you don't have to go do crazy shit. Lack of money is the root of all evil. Motherfuckers will go smoke their fucking grandma for a fucking hundred bands when they're hurting and they got a dope habit, you know? It's crazy, man. And he, and here's the thing. Like, a lot of people just have a real bad relationship with money. 
real bad relationship. Well, they, they don't they don't feel worthy. Like I, these people are on bird those scooters. Like right here, they're called birds, and they're these motorized scooters. You have those in Miami? Oh, we do. We have a ton. I, I fucking hate those scooters. I almost run those people over all day. <laughs> but dude, check this out. Like a guy comes rolling up on one with his wife and his, like all their friends, and they're like older uh, white people, like from the Midwest, probably. They're like whoa like a lamborghini and like the guy's like so awesome i'm like bro don't do that you could get one like get yourself one it's not crazy to have a lamborghini like if you want one get one his wife laughs at him and i'm like i'm like don't you fucking laugh at him like support him if he wanted to elevate in life they didn't even fucking i'm like i'm like honestly it's disgusting that there's not more multi-millionaires walking about with how easy it is to do online when you can facilitate change to so many people at such a low denomination. Yeah, it's, it's so true because here's the thing. I, I always say we live we live in probably the best era possible with such an abundance of resources, which I even believe to the point where there's such an abundance of resources that people are overthinking because there's this, that, that they can't even fucking figure it out because they're like too much. And then they're like, I don't even know where to fucking start. And it's like, just fucking start. Pick one and just start and stick to it for a good amount of time. Like, it's crazy. It's, like being being broke and being undereducated in this day and age is a, is a choice. I mean, it's craziness. But social media is truly your resume to the world. Yeah. If you're so stupid, you're only putting your resume on one desk at a time. Like, here's the job I want. If you're not putting making a social media page that is like this is who the fuck I am. And, and while letting the world look at it, you're a fucking idiot. Because honestly, from my YouTube videos, my Instagram, I work with the top people on the planet. I mean, just the other day, Tom Hanks came down to have dinner with me. Like literally, just me, Tom Hanks and Chet Hanks. We had fucking dinner right here. Like drove down from LA. Like, I mean, I work with some of the top people on the planet, like the most famous people. That's not only my list of famous people. It goes on and on. Pro skaters, musicians, everybody. That's badass, man. That's badass. And, and, and when you're working with coaches that you've changed their life, now they want to coach and you're working with them to teach them how to do what you're doing and help other people. What do you, what's the first initial steps you help them get? Like, let's say when it comes into get, getting them set up with that social, getting them out there, you know, other business advice to just get them off the ground and, you know, really help them become these millionaires that they are. I mean, it's basically, you just have to start dropping valuable content. So your future capital comes in the form of value given today. I don't even care what you're trying to do. You have to just provide value online to get a following. And then you can make a supplement company. You could do coaching. You could, you could sell a fucking chicken, sell lipstick. I mean, anything. My wife does art. Like she built a following. And then now she makes like 10 to 15,000 a month making her art that she loves. And she became an entrepreneur by living with an entrepreneur. You parents out there that do kids all the time. They're like, look at my car or something. And they're like, whoa, like they're with their dad. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, if your dad ain't, if your dad's not paid or not an entrepreneur, don't fucking listen to him. And like, and the dad's sitting there like, oh, you asshole. I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's the truth. You can't, there is, there is entrepreneurs that are billionaires and, and hundred millionaires but they have to have a top spot in a company. So there is entrepreneurs that do make crazy money. And, and so it doesn't happen an entrepreneur, but you have to have fucking, you have to have above average fucking work ethic. Yeah. And, and you have to, you have to look for that fulfillment. People don't realize low work ethic with high expectations creates an unfulfilled life. High work ethic 
with low expectations creates fulfillment. Like I don't even have any expectation of making any money any day. My only expectation is to do all my posts, to have my business set up the way it's set up and to not break character as a man. Like, I feel like when I break character, the heavens above won't even let me make money. So first thing first, I have to be a solid man and then everything below will be fine. And yeah, you have to know the systems, have a, a blueprint for success. Like when people come about, uh, come aboard my coaching program to build their fitness business coaching or real estate or whatever business coaching they're doing, whatever coaching they're doing online, I show them exactly how to post. I critique their stuff. I give them a blueprint and a breakdown to post every day. And more than likely, it's like they're training in macros. You meet up with them the next week and you're like, why'd you miss the macro post? Why'd you miss the book post? Why weren't you speaking on camera? And they're like, ah, oh. and then you have to like force them to do that shit. Oh yeah, but no pick, no proof. Yeah, this is this was the other day. Look at that. That's badass, bro. Badass. Yeah, like, dude, straight up, Tom Hanks drove down. He's like, I got to meet this guy who changed your life because I worked with Chet Hanks. And I helped him get sober. And now he makes uh, 60000 a month as a coach, teaching people fitness, training, and sobriety. Heck yeah. His first month running, he made 60 k And that's crazy because a lot of people think that the fitness industry, you can't make a career. It, you can definitely make a career here. And you can grow and, very quickly. We're, we're in the transformation industry, the change industry. Yeah. And like, if you can help someone drop their vices, fucking eat better, and work out every day, you'll change their life more than all their fucking teachers combined. So true. All man. Of them. And here's the thing, like, it's so funny because now it's like, even takes me back to when, you know, I started as a personal trainer at literally 17, working with Bally's. Remember Bally's? Um, so, dude, I'll tell you, I'll never forget when people or clients used to be like, is this all you're going to do? Is that it? Is this your life? You know, and seeing it as like, if it's just a joke and I'm just like, you don't understand the power of, of what personal training and fitness coaching does for people. Like, we are preventative of health issues and we're changing people's mindsets, their lifestyles, so many things go into coaching that people don't understand. And I think now it's more appreciated than, you know, we're talking about 12 years ago when I started, but I think now it's more appreciated because of the research and the things that we have access to for people to see and people are being a little more conscious, but dude, it's, it's like, you can make a fucking career out of it and you can make a lot of money. You know, you're coaching coaches, you know, we've coached coaches and dude, you can make a great living and doing what you love and, and impacting so many people out there. I, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's fucking amazing. Like this is just one of my funnels running right now. I have like three funnels running and here's, here's one, like this one right here. That's, that's four weeks, 358, you know, yeah. so that, that one did 358K in four weeks. So all combined with my high ticket, my mid ticket and my low ticket, we do close to like a million a month. Then my boy came along and he said, Hey, let's throw this conference. And I made like a million bucks. So, I mean, like, dude, it's all going to come. And then I wrote my book and I get these residuals every month. They're like 28,000, 40,000, 50,000. Like it went bestseller in like, in like 11 weeks, but like you have to do it. Like I had to wake up at two o'clock every morning because I usually get up at two forty-five. for 18 months straight. I woke up at two o'clock to then write my book and oh, damn, it's over there. But to write my book, I woke up at two o'clock every morning. Let's go. I want to see that book. So that I, I fucking um, made sure that I, I got it done because it was calling me. My conscience was telling me you have to write a book, Wes. It's called Non-Negotiable, 10 Years Incarcerated, Creating the Unbreakable Mindset. You can buy it on Amazon everywhere. I took this picture 
from a smartphone in prison, standing next to my rack. Now it's on the cover of my book. We're talking about manifesting shit at a high level. Mm. The man with the high level of self-mastery will manifest anything he can visualize. And that just means discipline. Like self-mastery is discipline. If you get disciplined enough, you can choose the positive route, thought process in your your mind over the negative one. It's like Viktor Frankl said, the space between stimulus and response. So something happens in your life, you have this space between what happened, the stimulus, and then your response. Like, what pathway are you going to take? Are you going to say this happened, my life's over? Are you say this happened, I'm going to I'm going to just be a modern day alchemist and turn that into gold. That's what I did. The second I fell in prison, I said I'm going to turn this into the craziest shit ever. I'm going to come out so fucking jacked with the craziest story after doing 10 years that I'm going to turn this into some fucking crazy shit. I didn't know it'd be exactly this, but I knew if I did it right aesthetically and habits wise that I could turn it into something. You know? And that's the beauty of seeing it before you before you achieve it. You had it planned vision and you went after it. Yeah. Yeah. Vision is everything. It's so true. It's so true. And that's why that's where I think a lot of people fail too is where they can't envision and paint that picture before it actually happens. Some people are like Dude, tell most of them that they can make 358000 in one month. Like, tell most people that. They'd be like, fuck, what the fuck? I would do anything for that. If you told them they make, they make 35000 in one month. I don't know in a year. People can't even fathom making that in a year. Yeah, and the thing is, my life would be so crazy. No, your life would still just be your life. And if you had a shitty internal state, you would still be there in your life, and your life would fucking suck. It would actually be worse. Cause now you have all the money and all the stuff and you'd still be putrid inside because you don't know how to cultivate that internal state that I learned to cultivate in prison. So then you would have everything and it would still suck. So for anybody out here right now that, you know, can get that kick in the ass and needs to hear something straight, like what's something you would tell people right now to just snap out of that bullshit and really get their life. Clarify your vision and plan with precision. Like what's your vision of who you want to be? Create that motherfucker first. Like the first thing we manifest in our life is like our body and ourselves. So like visualize the man you are, the 10.0 version of you and create that motherfucker. Every time your old lesser self wants to be like, no, let's go drink or let's go eat this bullshit food. Just operate from that character. You've created that 10.0 you and say, nah, I don't, my higher self, this 10.0 me doesn't do that. If you operate from this person and don't deviate from them, you will then be that person. And I was even talking to Tom Hanks and Chet about that. I said, well, what's like character acting? Like you become, we created a character for your son and now we're just making him do the steps to adhere to that character. That character doesn't drink. That character works out every day. That character gets up at this time. That character eats this way. Stay this character. And then over time, you'll habitually construct the mindset where being that person is a lot easier than being that old person. And that's amazing. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody break that down in that, in that type of analogy. That's actually brilliant because it yes, is. I, I, I work with Todd Herman who wrote the alter ego effect. I work with a lot of different people who create like higher selves and different images of self and like, like construct alter egos. And um, I'll, I'll really be able to differentiate like the two soma types of individual when they, what they do. Like I would say, I would say most people operate from like 
fictional characters, but people like me operate from their highest self. Like the Wes Watson is so much swoller. He's, he's so much better looking. He talks so good. He's, he's fucking taller. He's this like your best self, like is me. But then some people I work with and it's not right or wrong. Some people I work with, they come in and they're me, like I'm their higher self. So they'd be like, and they'll, they'll know, they'll show me this by saying, when you were in the shoe and you were trying to work out, it wasn't hard for you to get up. So they're operating through me. And then like someone like my wife who watches like movies and stuff a lot, she'll express her emotion through like a, a character. She'd be like, um, like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, when this was happening, like look at his loyalty and look at his like pride and his, and his strength. And I'm like learning to channel aspects and listen to your clients. Then you can like help construct a character for them of what they need and then emotionally attach it to what they've been triggered by basically their whole life. And if it's movies or comics or other things, like I use those things by listening to people, but most of the people that come to me, it's like their vision of their best self. And we just create habits to create that. But then some people, they are more fictional based and stuff like that. And we'll use that too. I mean, uh, Todd Herman used to tell me that like even Jordan and like some of these bigger people like Kobe, they would be more fictional. They wouldn't be like, um, fully their highest self. They would summon like different fucking characters or superheroes or whatever. And to like pull off shit that they couldn't normally pull off to like operate at the highest level. But I work with so many different diverse individuals. So I've learned so much over time to how to like, just sit with someone kind of listen to their story, peel back their layers, make them a perfect daily process the way they have to, operate all day, the way they have to think all day and the energy they have to release during certain times that are more trying for them. Mm, powerful, man. Powerful. And, and brother, as we start wrapping things up, I want to say personally, thank you for coming on here. Sharing. So sharing your thank you, brother. Like, thank you. This, man. One of, this is one of the funnest ones I've done in a while. Just like, it's, it's just good to just fucking really get on with people who give a shit about fitness and life and changing and mindset and, and, you know, I really thought maybe since you guys are like online uh, fitness coach help coaches, it was going to be more of that. And I was really refreshing that you were going more into like who we are and what we're doing and how we help. Because sometimes you get on with the business guys and they want to talk business. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking business, bro. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm like refreshed that we oh, talked about this stuff. No, you, because you came in with, because dude, this is what I tell people. Like, don't even get into your business until you're the best you. Because if you suck at you being you, you're going to suck at your business. 100%. You have to make the best you before you start work killing it at business. And that's what people don't fucking get. Like you don't have business problems. You have life, life problems that transfer into your business. Wow. So that was cool that we went that route because we have to fix the person before we get them to even be able to be able to pull off what we have to have them pull off. Heck yeah, man. And that's why, you know, when we come on here and we want to, you know, speak to individuals like yourself, we want to learn about those experiences, those failures, those success, the things you went through, you know, that mindset, how do you cultivate this? Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to get people to start feeling inspired and wanting to figure out themselves, which then you figure out yourself, you figure out where you want to be, who you want to be, where you want to go. Now you can go build that fucking business. And we and help turn them with the business. And Heck yeah. That's the thing is we can facilitate every part of that. Yeah, and everyone wants to talk about strategy, all these business coaches, but if you don't fix yourself, you're never going to get there. <laughs> I don't there, know how many strategies you put in place. <laughs> I could give you the best blueprint in the world, and if you have shoddy habits, how are you going to do it? 
You're not going to do it. Yo, it's like what Jay-Z said. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. He's talking about himself being the business. So the I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessessman. <laughs> yes. It's, cra- it's so crazy, man. Dude. Thanks for jumping on, Wes. Thanks for coming, you, jumping man. on, man. And, so um, good. Thank you, guys. Of course, man. No, and then we got two last questions we're going to wrap it up with. But before we do, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they get that book? If they want to work with you, where can they get access to that? Okay, Wes Watson, WesWatson.com for all coaching requests. Um, Watson underscore fit on Instagram and GP penitentiary life on YouTube with Wes Watson. Love it. And then the book is non-negotiable. Just type in non-negotiable by Wes Watson in Google. Dude, when people write me and they're like, Hey, where can I get your book? And like, I showed them the cover and the title. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Google it. They're like, Oh, (laughs) they're like, I didn't think you'd give me that response. But they're like, why don't you have like a link or something? I'm like, because you can fucking just Google it and yeah. find it. It's everywhere. But it's Very hilarious. Cool. People are too lazy to make that extra stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, that is crazy. It is. Man, to, to wrap it up with these last two questions, I'll start off with the first one, and then Brian will close it off. What was the craziest and wildest experience out of everything you've gone through that you can share here that you've, you've personally experienced? The craziest, wildest experience was when the – when I really thought I was going to beat this case, like when I went to prison, they said, Wes, there's a 98% conviction rate in San Diego. I said, good motherfucker. I'm the 2%. And they're like, okay. And I took it to trial. They went and ate PF chains, had like orange chicken, the jury. They came back and they slammed the gavel down guilty. So fucking hard, so quick. And my heart just sank. But at that moment, a shift took place. And I said, I know what I got to become and I know what I got to do. I want everybody, when that adversity strikes, they have to see that as the the pinnacle, the turning point that's going to change their life for the better. Adversity reveals genius. Prosperity hides it. Don't wish for success so quick. If you're already too weak, it's going to kill you. Wish, just let that adversity hit and let let the wheels start turning. Sit in the pain and grow and change. Mm. <laughs> you left me speechless, Powerful. man. Um, it, and last question. Um, what is the best piece of advice that you would leave off if you had one piece of advice that you can give our audience? It's social media is your resume to the world. I've never seen anything change people's lives like online coaching or social media. I just haven't. Like nobody has. The only people who talk shit about social media are the people who aren't posting. It's just mm-hmm. what it is. Like, and it's just... It's done so much good for me. It's I only see it as good. And if you see social media as bad, you're using it incorrectly. It's just what That's it right. is. That's right. Amen to that. I always say use it as, as the, the positive tool that you decide to see it or the negative tool this you decide to allow it to be. And that's the truth. I can't, right? can't even believe people don't see it. Like, dude, the craziest people will message me. Like, the other day they offered me, like, hey, uh, we're going to get you on this TV show, like, on season five. Like, it, it's like, it was, like, one of my wife's favorite TV shows. They're like, dude, I want to get you on this shit. And, like, the guy messaged me, he's like, I love your content. I'm like, how would any of this happen <laughs> if I didn't wake up every day and say, hey, I, I just want to share with everyone what, what's working for me? Amen to that. Amen to that. Man, what a powerful segment. Guys, if you got value out of this, do me a favor. Not tomorrow, not the next day, not the next week or the next month, but today, the moment you get off and listen to this podcast, just grab one single nugget that you learned from Wes and apply it right now. Right now. Because that's the action. Use, because here's the thing. I always say motivation is good. 
But action is great. And you need to, if you're feeling inspired and motivated right now, take that energy and put it into action now. Because if not, that motivation will die down tomorrow or the next week or the next day. And then you're fucked. So go ahead, start doing that, applying that. And if you got value out of this segment, drop a, a rating, leave a review, drop a like, share it with your loved ones because the more love you show back, the more love you show us, the more love we can show back. Till next time on the Sweated Out Podcast. Let's get it.